Welcome to Never End the Intermission, where we talk about the next movie we'll be subjecting Tepper to. I'm your host, Ivan. I'm Shauna. I'm Spencer. And I'm Tepper. So we just had our, our second holiday special, uh, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. They raised the stakes. And lowered the quality. Yeah, no, it wasn't a <laughs> building with some people. No, it was, like, what, 20 or 30 airplanes or something like that? Yeah. Full of people. Yeah, full <laughs> of people. I mean, like, that one airplane dropping was a higher, entire higher kill count than the entire first movie. That's true. Like, yeah, that's true. Also, one of the planes may have had a zebra, a horse, what was it? Reindeer. Reindeer, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it was, um, it was alright. Like, it suffers from the problem that most sequels suffer from, of being worse than the first one. Like, either they lose the essence of what made the first one good, or they just can't recapture it, or they uh, they try something different and it just doesn't work. Um... With this movie, it seems like they tr- they went like, okay, let's try to do something similar to what the first one did. You know, we'll have, like, a hostage situation on Christmas, and, like, where do we do that? Well, like, what about an airport? And, like, in theory, it's a neat idea. Uh, in practice, the movie doesn't work great. I really, I still really feel that, like, the, um, the, mer- like, the, uh, the military were an unnecessary antagonist. Like, it almost, like, diluted the movie. Like, I know why they're in the movie, but I still feel it kind of... it kind of bogged the movie down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they decided to base it off yet another novel about a different person and make it about John McClane. Add more male nudity. Should have been perfect with just those two aspects, but didn't quite get there. Not enough. I think also, like, he was a lot less justified, I guess, because there were actual people there who should be dealing with the situation. And, like, obviously his justification, like, came later when it turned out he was right. Yeah. But, like, he does kind of break into an airport. Yeah, like, like in this one, he looks like like a fucking hothead who's inserting himself and killing people where he shouldn't. Whereas in the in the first one, he's like the only person there who can solve the problem. But also, he's reluctant. The police, yeah, like he's reluctant. Like he, like several times, he just doesn't go. Like I'm gonna shoot you. He's like hands up. I'm a cop. I'm going to arrest you right here. And then it's only as the movie progresses where he goes like, okay, I'm just gonna fucking murder you, you fools on sight. Um, yeah, it seemed like he really got dragged into it in the first one. Yeah, and like had a gradual like yeah. Um whereas in this one it's just like I'm going to use my authority that I don't have to go and get into the baggage area and then like I shot a person dead and it's like switch perspectives. This dude's a fucking idiot. He just rolled into like like imagine being like the chief here. It's like you walked into my baggage area without authority shot someone dead or no he didn't even shoot someone he, he, he crushed him dead cr- crushed him dead um had a shootout 
um, in this area, and now you want me to shut down this whole... Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, especially because he has no, like, evidence that of bad things. Like, definitely he shot in self-defense. Like, he didn't walk yes. in there and start shooting those guys. He's like, hey, you there, what's up? And they're like, better start shooting. So, like, we, the audience, know that he was justified. But, yes. like, from the outside perspective, you're like, yeah, no, he says, like, those guys shot at me. And you're like, yeah, but, like, do you have, like, video? Yeah, and, and I like, the only reason McLean comes across as reasonable in this movie, I think, is because they made the uh, airport security chief so unreasonable. Like, if that dude was even slightly more, like, competent and just went, okay, where were the two guys? We'll take a look. Now, please fuck off. Or like, or, like, show the officers where the two men were in the baggage area. We'll take a quick look and then, you know, on to other business. But Well, especially because, like, obviously they would have found their weapons. Yes. So he, even if you don't trust John McClane, you would have the, the question of why were these people dressed as employees of the airport, who I have no records of, with guns, walking yeah. around back here with guns? Yeah. Like, that alone raises many questions. Yeah, And I get yeah. that it's, like, Christmas and he's busy or whatever, but, like, also, he's the chief of security at a yeah. major international airport, so, you know, like, keeping up with plots and schemes is kind of on his, on his like, yeah, job this, description. But this was pre-9-11. Yeah. Well, and, like, <laughs> like that, that one, that one, like, that's the pro most problematic of McLean's decisions is because he sees this obvious handoff between these sketchy people who have a gun and he goes to report it and sees the officer who who put a ticket on his car and decides not to tell him because he doesn't like that man yeah and i mean also rightfully so he got a ticket earlier like trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to go and tried to get out of it because he's a cop yeah i'm a cop don't give me a ticket it's like the police are not above the law motherfucker like take your fucking ticket but he's but his response is like oh rather than tell this person who does have authority here i better prove to him that the police are above the law and go solve these problems yeah no and and that's where like yeah this movie's like yeah he he mclean comes across as way less sympathetic in this movie like in the first one his situation was so much more interesting because of how desperate it was and also because of how unprepared he was to deal with it. Like when he's talking on the walkie-talkie with uh, the other officer. And he's like, you know, like I'm struggling here. And like he's looking and he's getting that support from the other officer and working it out. Um, you know, and like he takes a brutal beating in that movie. But yeah, just the first one just felt... Like, it felt like a tighter, more well-constructed movie that made more sense. This movie, it felt like he was just racing from scene to scene, and then, okay, we'll have an action scene here, and we'll do a thing here, and then, like, what if we had a car, like a like a snowmobile chase? Like, that seems cool, let's do that. Um, it just didn't, didn't feel as good. Like, it definitely had good moments, but as a whole, it feels not great. Speaking of snowmobile chases...
There are several scenes that were cut from this movie to avoid potentially getting an R rating. You don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that. Like, congratulations on your undead army, they don't move that fast. You have friends, I don't have any friends. See ya. I was just like, the pig is important to this story. Uh, how about my most prized possession? They're like, fuck off. Must have been real horny. Uh, most urban legends are garbage. That's Go. awesome. That's so fucking metal. Almost no fantasy movies have magic items. The fucking bitch popped out of the floor. He didn't even have to hold it. It just did its own shit. It floated. Yeah. He knew. He knew they were all gonna die. <laughs> Be like, find it if you can, fucker. The thing that happens in anime, actually. Like, yeah, you definitely could draw parallels, whether any of that's true or not. Probably not. He keeps his plans close to the chest. Like, because it was the first to do a few things. Honestly, aesthetic. I called it a booby trap in that. There's probably other people here, right? I mean, if the king is kidnapping people, I'd hope so. That was a horrific way to die. Go extra if you're gonna die. That's right, it's Black Cauldron. So please watch along, and when the episode comes out, send us any questions or comments you have to contact at downloadablezebras.com, or message us on Twitter at DLZebra, or search for Downloadable Zebras on Facebook. So I'm assuming we'll be watching Die Hard 3 next year, right? Yep. Very well, cool. Die Hard with a vengeance. Oh god. <laughs> with a vengeance. Yes. Not mm-hmm. with vengeance, but like one. No, no. You need one. Particular. You need, yeah, you need a particular vengeance to ride this this d- death hard. And it will die with you. Yeah. Presumably unfulfilled. Because like if you die having avenged. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Huh? You got it. Well, can't wait for next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited for next Christmas because like... Everything I've heard is this series just starts turning into fucking schlock after a while, so let's see how bad it gets. Yeah, at some point it stops being diehard movies and just is action movies. Yeah. And we'll tell you when that is sometime around 2024. Yep. <laughs> see you then. Um, but yeah, Black Cauldron, movie from my childhood. I'm excited. Uh, but... It's the holiday. Uh, we all managed to get together here. Unfortunately, Connor couldn't join us. They've got other ab- obligations and are also feeling kind of sick. So, I think we're going to wrap up this intermission. Anyone got any final thoughts? I hardly died. Oh. <laughs> He's hardly dead at all. <laughs> oh, that gets me. I have a difficulty of being made deceased. As always, you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com. And a special thanks to, to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description.